Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, this is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co-host along with Scott Rust of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Kara Brown, a human resource leader with experiences across a broad set of industries. Kara brings her passion for cultural development and employee-centric policy to her work as human resource director at Beamdog. With Kara's guidance, the Beamdog team has more than tripled in size since she first landed at the studio. Her leadership in HR ensures policies keep pace with an ever-growing team while continuing to create space for individual voices to be heard. Welcome, Kara. Hi, thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your journey and your role at Beamdog. Yeah, so I joined Beamdog in October of 2018. Um, before that, I had worked in HR in a few different industries, in construction and service. Um, and so certainly this was my first time getting into video game development. And that was a really exciting opportunity. When I joined Beamdog, they were a very small company that had a very interesting business opportunity. And I saw the passion that the owners had for um, employee engagement and development and for video games, which I thought was really interesting because that has always been a passion of mine. So we really connected on some of the uh, foundational aspects of business and, and culture and fun that we all enjoyed. Um, and I dove into that opportunity head first and been really excited about being part of the Beamdog team ever since. So I've been there for, you know, just uh, shy of three years and it's been a wild and been fun ride since. All right. That's fantastic. That, yeah. That's great. And I'm actually going to have you share, Kara, because I think you shared it with me offline, uh, what that ad actually said. Uh, that attracted you to that, that culture to, to oh, dog. Yeah, I mean, oh, at yeah, the time, cool. they didn't have anyone working in HR. So the ad wasn't, 
wasn't some of the really professional ads that you might see out there, but it said something like, are you good at HR and do you like D&D? And I looked at that and I went, yes. For anyone who doesn't know D&D's Dungeons and Dragons, um, mm. a lot of the work that Beamdog is known for is uh, the uh, Baldur's Gate collection of games, uh, which are Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, I, I, and I love that when, we, when you shared that and just kind of showed how uh, even previous to having an HR uh, person taking on that role, um, they were able to attract people that were aligned with their culture. And so I'm curious, now that you've kind of come on board and, and helped them maybe refine some of those job descriptions and other such things within the company, um, how have you helped shape that organizational culture at Beamdog as you guys have continued to grow? Yeah, so... One of the first things that I did when I joined was I did an employee survey of the existing employees. And even though the organization was very small at the time, I think it was the 17th hire, um, mm. there was still a strong existing culture. And I was able to really tease out from the employees because they were one of the fantastic things about these employees as they've been there for a while and they were super open about what they wanted out of their employee experience and what was important to them. So a lot of the work that I did at the beginning was start to make recommendations that were based around the existing culture and really find the gems of natural culture that existed so that we could cultivate the culture that we wanted to build. So I put it into two categories. One is encouragement of natural culture. And the second is the building of the corporate culture that we wanted uh, moving forward. Because as always, when you come into a new business, there's going to be some really great cultural elements. And there are mm -hmm. going to be some issues that you need to face and address and, you know, kind of course correct uh, to make sure that you build that really healthy culture that you want. Mm. Um, yeah, if you'd like some examples of some of the things that we did, I'd love to show that. Yeah, totally. You, you read my mind, that's for sure. <laughs> Certainly. So um, on the natural culture side or the existing culture that was there with the employees, um, I just started to do some things to help facilitate that culture. Um, the employees were really uh, well connected and they enjoyed things like going for lunches, they did movie nights, they did D&D campaigns together. So it was really important to me to start to join in on those things, experience that as an employee. Um, you know, a lot of times HR people are really uh, almost known for just being in the background and you never see an HR person, you never talk to them until something has gone wrong. I think it's so important to integrate with your employees, go for coffee with them, know mm -hmm. them as people so that you can really connect with them and understand what issues are important to them. So, you know, they had some really fun things. Like um, one of the existing employees, Dan, had come up with a fantastic idea called Mystery Day. Um, at the time, he was almost like an, in an office manager position. And so what he would do is he would, they had a, a company calendar that just sat on the wall of the uh, office and he would put a question mark on that day. And he would do something fun, like bring in a cake with someone's face uh, graft onto it or, <laughs> uh, you know, just random things like that. It was usually treats, but I took that idea and ran with it. So we, it became something that we did twice a, twice a month. Um, for me, it was something like we brought in a full soft serve ice cream machine and had to make it on Sunday day. 
or, you know, we turned the entire office into an office obstacle course. That was one of my favorite moments from when we were still working in the office and not remote is myself and our, our owner, Trent, staying at the office till like nine o'clock at night to put up strings so that we could have a hallway that was a laser hallway. And then the next day watching our employees tumble through this hilarious laser hallway. <laughs> it was so much fun. So things like that, that became cornerstone of our culture. Um, because one of the things that we did from the corporate culture side um, during that time was also, um, as a senior leadership group, develop a new set of core values. So, mm. yeah, it's encouraging those existing cultural things, um, helping things like, you know, our employees had um, movie nights that they like to do. So facilitate that by providing popcorn and, and drinks and helping them organize it. Um, through a feature like Slack, um, which is an instant messaging system. So you're really trying to help those things. And in this world now, digital work has really altered that playing field. So we're finding opportunities to still have that culture and that fun online. So, you know, things like um, if you're familiar with Slack, they have a bunch of different channels that you can create. And we we Certainly have a lot of people use them. We have things like meme channels where we have a fantastic employee, Erin, who every morning posts a meme. So why not? Let's have fun with that. We create our own little emojis and icons um, that we have become just kind of canon with how you respond uh, to funny things online. We have things like Friday um, game sessions um, that we call over lunch, <laughs> where people play Overwatch on Friday. Um, just facilitating things like that. We have a game club, which is kind of like a book club. Um, one of our fantastic employees, Vanessa, she leads it. And every month they choose a different game and then kind of talk about it. So just finding moments where you can encourage that yeah. um, connection between employees, particularly in, in remote work like that, where you don't see a lot of that going ahead. So those are kind of the natural things that were happening that we just helped facilitate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Would you like to hear from the, the corporate side? or? Yeah, definitely. Sure. So from the corporate side, uh, really the first thing that we tackled was putting in a, a strong new set of core values. Um, I know we talked spoke about some of those core values, but we're a video game developer. So, you know, mm -hmm. find the fun. That is entirely one of the cornerstones of our culture um, because it's so important. Um our owner Trent has always said that employees who are not having fun at work don't make fun games. And I, I think that's very crucial to how we look at the employee experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, making sure that we're integrating our values in all aspects of the business. Um, when the senior leadership team in introduced them to the team, a lot of what I facilitated was making sure that the employees really understood those values. So we created a core values competency document that showed the employees that each level of responsibility from an individual contributor to a director. What daily actions might you display if you were displaying, mm -hmm. if you were living those values? Yeah. Um, things like using those values in our team showdowns. So one of the great things I think that we do, particularly with remote work, have, you know, causing silos or issues for connections is every Monday, our entire team gets together first thing in the morning and we do something called an all hands meeting. This is where we do things like 
shout outs to our team. We do headlines, we do project updates so that everyone can know a little bit about what's going on in the business. And we utilize our core values to do our shout outs. We want to give congratulations and kudos based on the values that we've set in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure those values are integrated into our performance assessments. They come across every level of performance assessment from your probation review to your quarterly assessment and the review. It's all integrated throughout every step of the business. So I think that's really important, um, you know, to make sure that we're getting into that, that portion of, uh, of the business, tying those values in everywhere that we possibly can to make sure that we're really living those. Yeah. And it, it really sounds like, Kara, that you've done a wonderful job integrating the kind of organic culture with corporate culture structure. Because we know from an HR perspective, oftentimes we bring that quote unquote structure and, and people can feel like it's a bit of a box. So uh, with that in mind, how did you manage change in the sense of, you know, building the culture and integrating both the organic and, and structure pieces of things? Um, I think that there's kind of those two sides to that too, right? Um, where you you come from an organic side by, again, making sure that you're integrating with those teams. Um, a lot of the change that we've had has been this extreme rapid growth, making sure that we're doing things like listening to our employees, creating opportunities. Um, you know, we have one-on-ones with our managers where employees get time every month. So when we've come from on the top and have started to um, create these changes in the business, we make sure that we're very clear with our managers about what those mean. Our managers have weekly syncs and weekly meetings uh, with our COO so that we can be on top of all those changes and then utilize these one-on-one meetings with our employees that our managers are continuously having to make sure that that information is disseminating. We're also making sure that we're um, sharing them in many different venues. So, you know, utilize tools like our Google Meets or, you know, Zoom Meets, um, using the one-on-ones, using Slack channels to reinforce that. And then just kind of from that natural organic sense where we're making sure that we're connecting with our employees, we host fireside coffee chats with our, our, our owner and our COO where people have time to just get to know them, ask clarification about questions. And we make sure that our open door policy always stands. Um, my, my employees know that they can contact me at any time for any reason. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to actually live by that open door policy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm constantly checking in and just, you know, sending a, a quick Slack message to a couple of employees every day or so. being like, hey, how's things going? We haven't chatted in a while. And then those conversations can often lead into me providing them more clarification, providing them more information about the changes that are happening. Mm-hmm. I noticed Anne just smiling and nodding along here, Kara, because I think a lot of the uh, things that you're bringing up here are, are in line with, uh, with our beliefs and intuitive performance as well on how you're empowering your employees. Uh, even when you're talking about the culture piece, it wasn't so much that, well, I was implementing this, but rather it was, oh, so-and-so had this idea and we helped them facilitate it. Yeah. So what I'm hearing there is really involving the employees in building that culture and making it an inclusive process and not so much a, a top-down uh, approach from that perspective. 100%. And then even it goes into things like, 
you know, lunch and learns. I think that everyone has experienced those as a corporate almost training tool in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like to necessarily just use them as a from the top down, these are the things you need to learn as an employee. Um, we actually have our employees uh, teach lunch and learns. And we've had multiple <laughs> topics from uh, employees that, you know, people want to know about where we have one upcoming from one of our narrative designers about writing, um, which I'm really quite excited about. We've had so many in the past that are just employee-led and employee-facilitated. Um, uh, and really my role in that is just to encourage people to share their knowledge and give them the tools that they need to be able to do that. So yeah, I I, I totally agree with you there. It's one of those things where where I find HR is often viewed as just a um, another kind of piece in that big corporate machine cog where we're here just to create more red tape and create more barriers for employees. And my focus is to really take those barriers away so that we can allow good culture to flourish. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'd like you to be our poster child, if that's okay. No, I'm just joking, Kara. <laughs> This, you know, the message that you're delivering right now is really important, especially in today's day and time, right? Because employees are our assets and more and more organizations are jumping on that thought approach or that bandwagon, but it's kind of like, how do we do it? Because we don't know what we don't know. So very grateful for you sharing those thoughts in the sense that HR can be the business partner, the peopling partner versus, you know, that proverbial bureaucratic tape. Um, you know, one thing that came up for me when you're speaking about the scaling piece around culture, um, and not so much culture, but just general in a general perspective, what challenges have you noticed or trends per se um, in scaling the team at Bean Dog? Yeah, so you know, the interesting thing about the experience here at Bean Dog was the, the the rapid growth and where we were at as a business. The business had existed for several years, but at a very small scale. Mm. Um, we were a very tight, small operating team. Um, and so when we had to rapidly scale up the business, the focus at first was really just we need to get people in place. We need to get basic business processes in place. Um, all of those basics that didn't exist and so, you know, it left some opportunities where we had, um, you know, we had, we had issues that we had to face. Like, you know, we didn't necessarily have all of the right people in place when we needed them. In an ideal world, you would always bring in all your leaders first and all of the processes, all of those systems would be set up. We mm. didn't have that luxury. We were, you know, building games while we were trying to set up some of these systems, set up some of these processes and make those critical hires. So there were times where employees didn't have all of that mentorship that they needed. They didn't have those senior staff there to help guide them, which led to slowdowns or employees having questions about uh, technical issues that we didn't really always have someone there to help them with. But now that we've been able to you know, scale up really quick, our focus now has been to step back and say, okay, now now that we've got some of these key people into place, these key structures into place, let's take the time, step back and critically examine where we have opportunities and areas for growth. And Mm -hmm. that does take time. I know that there are a lot of processes that I'm currently undertaking in our HR department that we've been working on for a while. And and we try and update our employees on that, 
it's going, because sometimes the expectation can be, oh, we want to do X thing. Well, okay, that's going to take 30 days. And it doesn't, it takes a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we can remain open about where we are at with those things and why they're so critical and crucial for the employee experience, I think we can still be super open as a team. So yeah, with scaling, it's always about, you know, you try as much as possible to have the right people in the right places and all the processes done up front. But just sometimes that isn't um, that isn't always a possibility. So making sure that you are clear with your employees about your intentions there. Um, you know, you're trying to find those people to support them and facilitate them. And once you've gotten those people, then taking the time to really train them, set the expectations with them so that they can come in and knock it out of the park. Right, right. And so what I'm hearing there, Kara, is as you're kind of growing, it's finding that balance between setting up the processes to empower the team, but also getting the right team members in place at the same time. And and so I'm curious, now that you've had that opportunity to kind of take a bit of a step back, uh, what are some of the the supports that you put in place to help uh, employee performance? And what are some areas for growth around that? Certainly. Um, one of the things that I had the luxury of putting in place right away for us was an HRIS system. So we particularly use Bamboo HR. Um, I chose that because I feel like it's uh, an employee-centric um, HRIS system and it's easy to access. Um, although, you know, every HRIS system has its ups and downs and, and mm. there are still things that we work on with them or that, you know, like, oh, I wish they had this. But one of the nice things about that is that it enabled us to really integrate performance assessments, peer reviews, and employee surveys that feed that piece right away into the employee experience and employee culture. So um, some of the things that we do to support our employee performance, like right from day one, we make sure that from the onboarding phase, they're very clear and set up about what that first 90 days is going to look like. They know what the first day looks like. We do a week one check-in uh, on top of, you know, an entire first day with onboarding. They get time with HR. They get presentations about, you know, our values, about the systems that they're going to use, making sure they really just understand what that person looks like. Then we check in on week one. We also do a 30-day check-in and then prep them for that probationary review because they think that in a lot of cases I've seen in the past downfall where an employee gets a day one, they sit in uh, the HR office, fill out paperwork, and then they're just sat at a desk. And then the next time you see them is at their 90-day probation review. That's not the experience we want them to have. We want them to set up in advance, all the paperwork done in advance so they can just come in and be welcomed by the team. Um, so yeah, you know, we we utilize Bamboo HR to manage our quarterly assessments. It's a self and a managerial assessment. Um, It's got our values integrated into that. We make sure that those get done every quarter. We use peer reviews. Um, And the peer reviews are very simple. It's just two questions. What does this person do well? What can they improve on? And we just want to make sure that we're utilizing that to um, ensure that across the board, we have really good team integration. Um, We also use those EMPSs quarterly. Um, We make sure that we hear from our team and we really, really make sure that we're calling that out. Hey, it's time for an EMPS. Please make sure you give us our feedback. That feedback is so important to us. And we don't just Mm. leave it in the HRIS system. We actually take it out. We review it as a senior leadership team and we go through it and we make some commitments about what we can fix or what we can manage, what changes we can make. Myself and our CEO will go through every single comment every single time 
and think about what's happened over the last quarter, what could we do to improve the employee experience? And we pull a couple items from there that we can tackle and use that as kind of a guiding tool for what HR would like to accomplish in the next one. Outside of Bamboo HR, we also use one-on-ones. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that term. Yes. Great. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's really important to really facilitate the healthy relationship building between um, managers and employees. Certainly in the past, I've been in um, situations as an HR person where, you know, I've had employees say that they have not ever had a one-on-one conversation with their managers day or you know they don't even get an annual performance that's not the type of situation we want to set up here we want to make sure that they that our managers taking the time to get to know their employees on a personal level Mm -hmm. make sure that they are understanding and aligned with where they want to go with their career what is important to them what challenges they might have so that they can facilitate um, all of those things for them I think that that's really important to give the employees that time There's a lot. And I think that we could probably do like um, a series of episodes here with you, Kara. Uh, really appreciative in the sense that when you're looking at performance, you're looking at that whole person, which aligns with intuitive performance, because it's not just about, you know, having uh, metrics or that annual review that we've come to know and it be kind of our um a bit tumultuous in some circumstances, but rather something that works, something that's valuable that the team can get on board with. And it's lived, you know, minimally monthly, it sounds like, or even weekly, depending on the cadence of those one-on-ones. But um, all of that is fantastic. There was something that you said uh, in our pre-session too, with regards to DISC and how that's been able to um, leverage some of the behaviors and interactions within your workplace. We'd love to hear more about that too. Mm-hmm. So one of those um, challenges that we faced with Staley was having a lot of new managers. And it's not just managers that we brought in from the outside. We're certainly right. we did. We put some key hires into place that were from outside. But we also did a lot of um, we did a lot of internal promotions. So we needed to be able to give our new leads, our mid-level managers, our supervisors, the ability to become really good and healthy leaders. So one of the things that we did was we did a leadership training um, that was several sessions long. It was an eight session, uh, four hours, really um, holistic leadership um, training. And that training used DISC as its cornerstone. Um, so we all did our DISC assessments. We did a session on EQ as it applied to DISC. Um, we did an entire session about um, understanding the DISC model, understanding the communication issues or the personality differences mm. that come between different DISC profiles. And I do know that many of our new leaders found that really, really um, a, a valuable tool for them to be able to look at the different personalities that they had in their groups in a different light and find some ways that they could uh, have more engaging or better or clearer conversations with them. Right. And, and just quickly, what has been the, the, I guess, biggest takeaway out of that uh, learning opportunity for your leaders? Hmm. I, I think just really what I said before is just, you know, learning about different ways to engage with the people that they have because people are so different um also you know understanding that um personalities aren't entirely set 
there and lots mm. of people can change. We've seen a lot of people that may navigate issues differently um, because of the changes that have come with remote work or, you know, through some of the challenges that we've had with people working from home and COVID and the different um you know, feelings and emotions that may come with extended time away from the office or from loved ones, mm -hmm. et cetera. So, you know, understanding, um, giving them more empathy or, or, you know, having the EQ to understand how to navigate those situations, I think has probably been really helpful, particularly to some of our new leaders. That, that's that, great. <laughs> Sorry, Ash, uh, jumping in here. No, I was just going yeah. to say, Kara, I think that, that that's really amazing and I uh, really appreciate you sharing uh, your experience and, and the experience you've had at Beamdog. And, and so in coming to a close, we always like to ask our guests, uh, what are three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? Could I take more than three? We're pretty I flexible so. on it, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> uh, I think just don't be afraid to try. Mm. Uh, for myself, in terms of the opportunities that I got in my HR career, it was mm -hmm. because... I didn't always necessarily know what I was getting into or didn't mm -hmm. fully um, have all the experience needed. Um, but I looked at it and said, you know what, I'm going to give it my best shot. Mm. And I think that's so important, uh, particularly to women in the workplace who often feel like, um, you know, some imposter syndrome where they may not have all the necessary tools and qualifications. You can go really far if you... Um, you know, if you just look at yourself and say, you know, I can do this and, and build some internal confidence and give it your best shot. That's fantastic advice. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, Kara, where's the best place for our listeners to connect with you? Oh, you can find us on my, myself on LinkedIn. You can always kind of check out our website at beamdog.com. We're on multiple social media platforms, or you can always send me a, a direct email to hr at beamdog.com. I'd be happy to hear from anyone. That's fantastic. And thank you very much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you sharing uh, all of your HR insights, uh, as well as the culture piece with Intuitive Performance and our subscribers. Um, and for those who would like to learn more about Beamdog, uh, we'll also be putting a link to uh, their profile page on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuitiveperformance.com where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuitive Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. 
Until next time, take care and stay curious.